I'm AJ. I'm Randy, and this is Bourbon Wine and True Crime, a podcast where three easily spooked but also very frightening friends sit down once a week to drink together virtually and discuss true crime. I'm AJ. I'm one of your hosts today. And we have guest hosts. We do. We have two guest hosts with us today because our um, third host, uh, Sunny, she's off gallivanting across Europe with her mother. So, with her her mama. What part? What part of Europe is she in? She's currently in Amsterdam and just enjoying all of the penis bikes and brothel houses that she can. So, only imagine. Well, uh, she says there. Mom is there yeah. to keep her in check. She sends regular updates about tiny doors and, you know, weird Penis bikes. modes of transportation. Yeah. So it's it's been a good ride for her so far, pun intended. A good, a good ride. Uh, <laughs> so this is that. a bourbon wine um, podcast. So what are we drinking today, uh, Randy? What you got? As always, I am off script and I'm drinking vodka. And who is your guest host Would tonight? You like to introduce yourself? I'm Eric. There's my sexy Hello, mans. Eric. Hello. My mans in them. I'm drinking vodka. Excellent. And my guest host is my man, uh, Pedro. What you drinking, babe? And introduce um, yourself. Say a little I intro. Am Pedro. Um, I, uh, you know, yeah. Mm-hmm. What, do you, what are you drinking? I'm drinking uh, Michelob Ultra. Okay, so maybe today he's the B and BWs. He's the beer. We got to try. <laughs> the beer. Can we can we do that again? No, like, we're gonna. On, like, no, uh, that's I'm part of this. It's great. No, 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 no. We're keeping it. You're staying. You're stuck. Pedro, you're infamous at this point. You are always mentioned in the episodes. Every episode. Not you to be confused with Philip. Philip's different. <laughs> Philip is slightly different. Well, I'm a virgin to this podcast, so <laughs> let's go. All right. We're popping so the cherries together. It's fine. We it's fine. are. <laughs> Our topic tonight, we're still uh, sticking with our spooky theme for October. We're super excited. It's it's my absolute favorite time of the year. Love spooky season. When we were relaunching and thinking, you know, we want to do spooky and La Llorona came up and it was like, yes, please. Because that is a spooky story that is part of like the fabric of the culture that we were that we are raised in here in, you know, West Texas, Southern El Paso. Uh, so I was really, really excited. So does anybody have any La Llorona stories of your own? I I think the only, the only thing I know about La Llorona was a podcast that I listened to years ago. And I think it's, she, what is it? She killed her kids. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. She drowned her kids. Drowned her kids. Oh yeah. She dr- Not even, but my mom, like, so we're from Mexico and mom was very into it and used it as a punishment. Like, Hey, if you didn't go to bed early, like, you going to come pick you up. <laughs> and what made it even worse is that the kids that she had were both boys. So two boys. That would be me. Yep. That two boys. Yeah. 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 Uh, growing up, I think that yeah. um, you and I both heard about La Llorona at a very mm-hmm. young age, you know, being just uh, where we were. And, you know, interestingly enough, uh, the only account, I've heard of La Llorona drowning her uh, children, specifically in the Rio Grande, um, is from people that are around here. Mm -hmm. And so depending on the region that you're in, uh, it's a different location, uh, lake or river that she did the the deed, Mm -hmm. you know, and so that was interesting to, to note. So, and for me, I went to school in the lower valley here in El Paso, and the Rio Grande runs right through us, and we were part of Mexico for, you know, most of Mexico's history and now we're Texas but I I don't have a moment in my childhood where La Llorona was not a part of it like that was just it was always part of Halloween it was always part of spooky season she was always talked about Mm -hmm. so here's my personal story about La Llorona and those of you who have met my mother know where this story is going to go so Okay, so again, I went to school in the lower valley. So you're very close to the canals. You're very close to Rio Grande, where El Paso, Texas. It's mi cultura. I'm not saying that right, but the culture is Hispanic. It's a Hispanic culture. And uh, being white, we have no culture. So we appropriate what's around us. um, Everything. Every time. We take everything. So we take everything. Um, But I wear that very proudly because the Hispanic and Mexican culture is 
what I grew up in. It's what I identify with. So anyway, I, I'm in elementary school and I think I might've been second grade. So you're like, what, nine, eight, seven? Yeah. I think you're, you're seven. Kids, dude. I don't know. You're seven years old, like second grade. And I met my little elementary school and Halloween was always a big deal in my house. We loved Halloween. We loved dressing up. And my mom that year dressed as La Llorona. She put on her wedding dress, which was like this beautiful eyelet, eyelet lace dress that was too, like floor length, tall neck, like long sleeves, very, it felt Hispanic. It was very Hispanic. And she put this like veil over her face and she did her makeup very like ghoulish. AJ, not to cut you off, but our true La Llorona fashion, our headphones just randomly stopped working. Yep. Hmm. So, so my headphones I already are... called it. You, you, you jinxed it. What could go wrong? I'm glad no, you I asked. No, I called it. I'm glad you asked. <laughs> Let me show you. Boom. Here I am. Okay. AJ, I want to hear your, your mom's wedding dress while okay. beautiful in a normal setting sounds creepy during spooky season. I should preface this by saying she was a teacher for the high school in the area that I was at. And the high school was right next door to the elementary. That's, that's important to the story. It's down in Clint, Texas. Yes which is there's canals the Rio Grande is not like too far. Um, so she went to school dressed like La Llorona, right. like nope. total get up. So my mom being the um, crazy lady that she is, La Bruja, she comes to the elementary school where I'm at seven, uh, seven years old and she's walking the halls. Did you know that she was doing this? No. <gasps> begins to pick up small children and cry out, ¿Dónde estás, mi hijos? ¿Dónde estás? And is like crying and picking up these poor children. And they immediately like burst into tears because they understand what they're seeing. They understand they that this is La Llorona because they've been taught of the woman in white, the wailing woman, the crying, the La Llorona. La Wait, Llorona means to fired? cry. Oh, she did not get fired because this was in the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. No rules. No, no. no Everything rules. goes. There were fine. no rules. I won't even tell you what you else mean she did. You could did. play tricks on children and you didn't get fired? This was like, is it this this prank has gone down in like history yeah. for my mom um, to be La Llorona to the little elementary kids. It's like, oh my God. Like to this day, like as an adult, I'm just like mortified, but also mm. entertained. Those kids are in therapy currently. Like, I, I just have this vague memory of when I was a child of being abducted. So weird. I can't Funny you the say first that. It's fine. We'll get to it. Ooh. Oh, boy. Okay. So with that said, that's our La Llorona stories. We have a little bit of um, personal experiences. And as Eric said earlier, there's a lot of origins to La Llorona. So what are the origins? Like, where did she come from? What is the first story recorded of this type of experience, right? And we all found kind of the same thing that she goes way back, way back to the Aztecs. So like pre-colonialism, pre-conquistadors, she's making a statement and there's a recorded experience of this this woman um so the legend of la llorona has supposedly haunted mexico since before the conquest her story is one of violence um, much like the country whose suffering is she is often taken to represent so beware the woman in white um and there's a lot of these kinds of legends or myths in kind of like every culture whether it's Christian culture or like Nordic culture, African culture. It's like the, the color white, a young maiden, a young woman. There's this kind of like. Does she always, of... does she always kill her kids? She um, either kills her, she either kills her kids by drowning, which is the more modern kind of take on the story. Um, or she kills them with a dagger. Yeah. And you know, in the Aztec version, um, it, they didn't um, specify as to the way in which uh, the children died, and, but, in, but in what we know uh, in reality is that when the Spanish came over, the, the Aztecs had already been practicing the, the, the uh, 
the practice sacrifice. of sacrificing mm -hmm. uh, children, young children to the gods and particularly these two gods. So uh, they think that the story might have come from, you know, the the historical, the attempt to record historically the Aztec culture uh, tearing these children from their moms and the moms just having to deal with the fact that their, their son or daughter is going to be sacrificed because the, the goddesses need them, you know? Oh, that's so that's... like human sacrifice by itself is pretty fucked up, but who's Ugh. so what I think I think Ernest um Ernie and I read the same kind of background. So Ernie, I did you read any of the the children part of the sacrifice? Did you get that to that point? I read the same from what they were talking about because I was listening to it and they did the same thing. Yeah, it was just they would take their um kids boys girls didn't matter and they were just sacrificing for the goddesses mm -hmm. right and in each goddess the two of the two goddesses mm -hmm. uh in aztec culture um that were that had similarities to la llorona it took you know it took um people later on actually putting these two different goddesses and their characteristics together to form the story of la llorona you know uh but like one of the characters has uh, one of the one of the goddesses has the characteristic of like um, dealing with children, uh, whether good or bad, dealing with children, and also um, water, rivers, lakes, things mm -hmm. like that. And whereas the other goddess is focused on like uh, her characteristics of being um, a bad omen and wearing white and you know um, oh wailing and crying. And so mm -hmm. a combination of these the two serpent body. Yes. Right. Yes. Uh -huh. A snake-like body, which which has never been uh, depicted, you know, in my as far as I looked, I never saw a version of La Llorona as a snake or a snake-like body. But that that's what they described that particular goddess as. But it's like they took characteristics from each and formed uh, this La Llorona uh, story. You know. Yeah. So. I also read in the Aztec culture that the children that they would take, the more that they suffered, the more that they wailed, the better the sacrifice was for that particular goddess. And that like, that was very spooky. Like that oh, sent like a, like a, ugh, ugh. I, I wanted to ask, like they killed them nicely. Right. But I didn't no. want to know. No, and then you they, told me anyway. Yeah. I told you anyway, cause yeah, I read the room. This is Halloween coming up. It was, it was you know, was this brutal. is a brutal story. I, I like fake brutal. There, there's a movie <laughs> that I think it's called Ap Apocalypto. Oh yeah. And it's like, talks about how the Aztecs and everything were. And it, yeah, it shows how they like did sacrifices. It was, it was mm -hmm. not pretty. It's it was not, not fast. It was not quick. It was right. And the Aztecs to us was very long ago, but even before the Aztecs, it goes way back to even the greek and uh -huh. germanic tribes of medea and jason like it goes all the way back like you can trace most of these types of mythology all the way back that doesn't make them less real like it's they're still very present with us and they make themselves known i feel like that though this woman this spirit this energy still presents themselves to many people all over the globe whether it's germanic or roman or spanish or mexican or mexican-american like it's it's present that's that energy is present wherever you look like it's in a lot of cultures, it's in a lot of cultures. Yeah. and that just proves to me more that it has even deeper roots and like deeper feelings than what i could have like even comprehended as a seven-year-old child with my mom pretending to be la Llorona. That's what I was thinking, because if you had said it was a like a Spanish, like Spain, Spanish, you know, story, and then it was an Aztec story and then it was Mexican story, that would make sense with the invasions. But if you're talking hmm. about these cultures that didn't even interact with each other until way later and they yeah. that's and We're especially never at all. Um, but now we do. Yeah. But it's so weird for me because especially since it's it go like you're saying it goes back so far and it's a woman wearing white. White was not a common color. No. Until right. what, like Queen Elizabeth the first, I think, was the, the first, first woman to wear a wedding, a white wedding dress. Mm -hmm. and that's yeah. in the scope of human history, especially what we're talking about now. That's fairly recent. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. 
So there's many iterations of the story of La Llorona, as we've said, because it goes and dives into many cultures and many um, historical moments in time. Um, but the very basis of the story is a woman in agony and a woman who takes her agony and turns it inside out into anger and spite and despair and unleashes that all of that energy on two very helpless humans her children who she is supposed to protect and, and nurture and mother and she uses them and she kills them in a fit of rage like that's the common thread it doesn't matter if she's a commoner marrying a wealthy man or she's a um mixed race aztec woman who is you know in love and has a has children with this spanish person that's this the theme is that the woman is the the one to the scorned lover, the scorned lover. you know that's mm -hmm. how she's painted in all of these stories mm -hmm. um and so that's a very good segue because in our region where we're from and the story always goes la llorona she a very beautiful mm -hmm. very young bride she marries the love of her life she's just so in love with her husband and they bear two children, two boys, and she discovers that after her second child is born, that her husband has been having a, a mistress, having a, an affair, and he plans to leave her. And she discovers this, and so that in her fit of jealous rage, she takes her children and she takes them to the river, to the Rio Grande, and she drowns them in the water. Upon discovering what she has done, it makes her even more just enraged that she has killed her children. So she she flings herself into the water and she drowns. She kills herself. She dies by suicide because she cannot face the fact that she's killed her children. But she's left in this limbo world of purgatory because she cannot cross into the light. She cannot go to hell because she's committed such a heinous crime that she's left in limbo so she's left wandering the water banks looking for her children using like donde estas mi, ni mi hijos mi niños mi, mi amor and just wailing loudly from this like guttural pain that she's in she can't go back to her children and she can't hurt her lover and so she's left in this horrific purgatory, just torturing anybody who comes across her path. Hey, and if she's real, she's been searching for 900 years now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> very, very long it's been time. a very long time. <laughs> so that's the yeah. story I grew up on. Yeah. No, same. About the same. Yeah. Um, uh, scorn, scorn lover, and you know the scorn lover part um, was not part of the original Aztec uh, story of these two goddesses uh and was added later by by the spanish you know and i think the religious context uh is is you know just one of many stories in religion that are used uh to to unite a culture but also to tell very important lessons uh you know even even mm -hmm. though it sways um yeah uh, it sways in the patriarchy favor because it's a woman that's that's um having to deal with you know right and wrong and what happens if you do commit uh wrong you know and, and it's still lessons of don't get near the water mm -hmm. and um and 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 don't um don't go, don't stay out too late or else she's gonna come you know she's and, take you. and also as i mean every stage of life don't be jealous of what your husband does or else that jealous is going to eat you alive you're right? murdering your family yeah. right and so you know it's it's like um stories in every religion that are used to help um teach like, a moral teach a moral for society. to teach a lesson to teach a lesson mm -hmm. Yeah, so it was interesting. And La Llorona still persists today. I hear my students talking about it being uh, part of the Rio Grande story, you know, in our region, mm. and and that you know La Llorona mm -hmm. is, is is has been seen in the lower valley, coming out of the crops and mm -hmm. the river, and you know, and and it'll continue to change. And that's what's so fun about it, you know. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. And I'm starting to think of uh, like for me, 
my grand, both my grandma and my mother did this, but when we would go visit, um, we're from a really small village. It's called uh, Basushi, and it's like two hours away from the state capital of Chihuahua, which is Chihuahua also. Kind of like <laughs> little barking little dog, but so it's like two hours away. And and this small town, like it, it's it's a really small village. It's like we all know each other. It's 500. When we would come visit, everybody wow. knew. So they did the thing, wow. like parties, barbecues, and all that. And we had a town, like crazy person, and his name was Chamundo. He and I was terrified of this person as a kid. So he would like walk around, and he had like a dead snake, and he would like talk to him. So it's kind of funny because you know oh, Aztec. Yeah. One of the Aztec versions is a snake body, but he yeah. would walk around and he'd have he'd be talking to it. And I remember one. I remember specifically one night is I was being so I was being a brat. I was like eight years old. It was my birthday. You know, I was being a kid. And <laughs> both my mom and my grandma were telling me, "Hey, like, like Yorona's gonna come get you, and Chamundo's gonna come help her out." And it was just so messed up because like the whole at like looking back on it like he had a snake snake on his over his shoulder and la llorona if you depict back into the aztec world was a snake goddess yeah Mm -hmm. it's just like oh boy i'm gonna die yeah like i I remember like i went to bed right away it was fine the river was like we have a river that crosses through too and it's like maybe a two minute walk away so i'm just like i'm just gonna go i'm just gonna go nap yeah it's fine yeah and it's funny how that at, at that age, it's all so real. And what, mm-hmm. what you what you have heard and learned is real to you, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and, and you tell a kid like La Llorona's coming, like they're going to be afraid of it, you know, um, and some of them never recover, you know, yeah. some, some, you know, <laughs> no. Uh, Present you know, company excluded, of course. Uh, not to point any fingers or anything, but some <laughs> people never recover from crazy stories. <laughs> Clearly, that is a core memory of mine. My mother being in my elementary school hallways in her wedding dress as La Llorona. That is mom, a yeah, I can see that one. It's gonna yeah. If I walked outside right now, it's still light out, and I saw somebody in the wedding dress like you described, with the with the like up to the mm-hmm. jawbone with the, I'm picturing yeah. like the long hands with the lace and a veil over her face. I'm out. Um, yeah, I'm gonna head out. I'm just gonna, yeah. I'm like, gonna go. What are you doing there and why? Yeah. No, I'm not asking you know, shit. We're all logical human beings here. Like, <laughs> nope. I'm not asking anything. I'm, I'm, I'm finding a room peace. with no windows in it and I'm finding the sage. I'm gonna call mm-hmm. some, I'm gonna, I'm gonna like Instacart some holy water. <laughs> I'm gonna cut. I'm gonna get some matzah. I'm gonna cover all the bases. We're gonna make sure yep. that holy water does for my grandma because she'll send in a coke bottle. That's so dope. <laughs> that was one of the things. My mom went to Mexico to go visit my grandma, and then this is when I first, when we first got the house and everything. My grandma sent holy water, and my mom showing up with four coke bottles, like Coca Cola <laughs> bottles, and she's like, "Here you go, so you can make sure no no spirits in the house." I'm like, "That's dope." <laughs> yeah that's oh. that's perfect that's absolutely what what would you why else would she send it but in yep. a coca-cola bottle because that's what she kept that's what it was like ask yeah. Emmett what he found when he was moving oh. into his house elliot what did you find oh gosh don't even so i'm doing the thing i'm cleaning i'm like pulling out the vents sticking my shot back down the vent holes everything pulling out all this trash it was disgusting the kitchen had like a full dog bag of trap like in the vent just dog food in the vent so i'm pulling this out and i finally get to the bedroom cleaning the bedroom making all nice and nice and clean get into the closet wipe everything down go to the top shelf and what do i find i pull out a glass freaking doll with like the creepy face and everything it was just like staring at me and i'm just like i'm gonna die tonight do you have a picture? You, no, you I never, know I, that, that I did not take know. a picture of it. I just like left the house. My mom came, she threw it away, and she's like, This is it. That's it. She <laughs> brought the like, house. like Hispanic candles. Like she brought the one with yeah. like uh-huh. Jesus Christ. The Virgin Mary. Yeah. La Virgin de Guadalupe. Yeah. Yep. All of them. You I have a La Virgin in my she kitchen right all now. All of them. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Nope. <laughs> you told me that before we started dating, and I was like, I'm literally never going to your house. And now I live here. It's fine. So it's you fine. asked fine. for it, okay? <laughs> she likes spooky things, so I figured, like, hey. I like fake spooky. <laughs> fake spooky. Fake spooky. Well, well fake's not fun. Right eh, never mind. AJ, do you, did you research any, like, are there any recent sightings of La Llorona? 
Oh, I'm so glad you said that. Um, so I'm obsessed with El Paso. I love my my city, my my El Chuco town. So I did research on some actual sightings of La Llorona, and I came across um, one of our radio stations here, Kiss FM, Kiss El Paso, <gasps> shout out, Miss Kiss FM, ninety three point one. When I was growing up on Sundays after church, my parents would on very special occasions, take us to a, a, a restaurant off of Paisano and it was La Hacienda. So if you've ever been to that area, La Hacienda is a fort that was part of Fort Bliss. It was one of the very first um, forts in El Paso um, and it was turned into a restaurant and it always had this like very creepy, spooky vibe. So sure enough, it comes up in one of the La Llorona stories. Mm. So this is from Kiss El Paso. Uh, La Llorona is one of the countless Mexican folk tales that have been passed down over many generations. The story of La Llorona, the weeping woman, stems back hundreds of years. And while there are many versions, the most common story is that of a young woman who drowned her children in a river to spite her cheating husband. From Mexico to El Paso and New Mexico to San Antonio and even Houston, the legend and haunts of La Llorona abound around the region. Locally, sightings of La Llorona place her along the Rio Grande, including near the old Hacienda restaurant off of Paisano. Stories attest that on certain nights, the apparition of a woman has been spotted near the restaurant crying out loudly for her children. So where La Hacienda is, the Rio Grande is very, very close to it. It's, I mean, like you could like walk down to the Rio Grande. Um, this is where I like, I fell in love with tapatillas and uh, guacamole and just, it had, like had uneven floors and the, the, tr the doors were very short, and, very, like, very narrow, very traditional. It was a house, obviously La Hacienda is, you know, the, the home in Spanish. Made out of adobe it, probably. Mm -hmm. yes very yeah it was adobe um and it just had the bet the 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 men were always wearing the white button down shirts with the 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 what do you call them uh the embroidery the embroidery coming down, down in, in, yes. you know, like a column and yeah. it had an old like mexican payphone in the lobby it was just like the coolest restaurant it was really neat Okay, so continuing on with this story, locals aren't the only ones who have allegedly seen and heard La Llorona. In 2015, paranormal, paranormal research investigations um, obtained an audio of a recorded conversation between an Anthony, Texas police officer with dispatch recording a strange encounter with what sounded like La Llorona. So the my sources will be in our notes, and if you go to this particular link and it'll be notated, you can listen to the recording and so you can hear the the officer speaking and then you hear some disturbance in the background okay oh well, we should try to we're gonna go to bed with that we should try to add, no <laughs> so we try to <laughs> <add the episode. laughs> you went real left yeah I really did. <laughs> all right we'll that, that is part not out. where she was at the moment <laughs> nope but i'm like let's go let's no. send it Okay. Okay. Not cutting, not cutting that part out because I want our audience of three listeners, like yeah, I feel I'm like two is probably myself by drinking beer. I mean, how much <laughs> can I get? <laughs> but yeah, well, I, unfortunately, that that's where the story ends, and so you literally need to go to that recording to hear the officer desperation in his voice, like he's asking the woman, like, "Do you need help?" And then you Wait, hear he this kind of disturbance. He he's like responding in this call, oh, no. and then you hear the audio, and so you can. It, and that, that's where the the article ended. But you can go to the website. I'll have the link in our in our show notes. Um, but you can he, listen to the audio, and you can hear the police officer what he asks her, tells her, and then what his response is. Oh, we are so at oh, yeah, yeah. And Good I can I I don't even have a number of times where I was at that restaurant. It was such a cool experience yeah. and it's something that i'll treasure forever um but also on reddit that was also available through kiss fm and again the sources will be in our notes um this is from a reddit user who is from el paso texas with the handle um dj underdog 
D A W G. DJ Underdog. 85. Okay, so DJ Underdog 85. I wonder what year he was born. Right. Oh, it's a mystery. Shocker. I don't know. Um, he posted this in March 2022 about oh. his experience with La Llorona. So this is a very recent post. So this happened to me when I was about 11 year old, 11 years old. So this is the beginning of the quote. It was the 90s. You don't say. You don't know. <laughs> you don't know. I have lived my whole life in El, pa in El Paso, Texas. One night, it was just like any other night. I lived in a trailer with my mom and dad. My youngest brother was staying with my aunt this night. I fell asleep watching Jay Leno. Raise your hand if you remember Jay Leno. Oh, of course. The chin? Okay. Yes. Mm -hmm. the chin. The, yeah, he was the chin. Um, I fell asleep watching Jay Leno as usual, and when I woke up, I was on the sofa in my living room. The time was 4 a.m., which illuminated from the stove in the kitchen. The television was off, and normally I had a light on, but this time it was pitch black. I woke up and I heard a horrible screaming that was coming from far in the distance. The screaming was coming from a, a ditch that was a few feet away from my home. I heard it and I thought it was, I thought, it, I thought it was animals outside howling and whimpering. These animals that I speak of are cats and dogs. As the screaming got closer, the animals continued to cry. The screaming was something I have never experienced before. It sounded like I was in a big hallway and a woman was screaming her guts out down that hallway. Then in all the screaming, I started to make out words. These words being said by whoever this was at 4 a.m. at 4 a.m. screaming their guts out shocked me. The woman said, quote, I, mis hijos, oh, my children. In a huge panic, I quickly got up from the sofa and ran to the kitchen, which was right next to where I was asleep. I turned the closet light and looked around. The screaming didn't stop. In fact, the screaming only got louder and closer. I questioned my sanity at that moment. I was going crazy or hearing things. Then I thought to myself, this is real and the animals are responding to it in a negative way. Always trust your animals. Always. Yep, always. Always. So I did what any other 11 year old boy would do in that moment like this. I ran to my mom and dad's room. I reached for my mom and I shook her awake wildly. She woke up slowly and to my amazement, the screaming faded away as she woke awake. I thought to myself, what the heck is going on? I told my mother, mom, do you hear that screaming and crying lady? My mom was half asleep as she said, go back to sleep. It is most likely your imagination. I told her, no, this is real. Please listen. Don't you hear her? My mom quickly just said, you are dreaming. So go back to sleep. It's going to be okay. By then the screaming had faded long away. Like if whoever was screaming knew that an adult is awake. Now, just on a side note, like as a mom, I I've had my kids, I've had our kids come to us and like, they're scared, they're frightened. And I'm like, you're imagining things yeah. like go back to sleep it's fine you're safe i'm here like nothing's gonna hurt you but like you can feel the fear and the panic coming from them when they're especially yeah. when you're they're your babies to yeah. them it's real whatever it is like they're experiencing it so i can identify with the mom in this story a little bit and like that's this poor kid so yeah that's just it's i can't i can't I can relate to that on a very tiny, tiny, very small level. So we play a zombie game Ooh. and there's this one part where it's like, whenever like the sun goes down, the zombies come out and all this other stuff. And you know, whenever the sun goes down, cause there's just this shriek. <laughs> and even though this game is bad graphics, it's a video game. It's obviously very fake, but it is just so unsettling whenever it gets dark to hear any kind of loud prolonged noise Screech, that it, anything just that is just you know. so outside of what you would hear in a because i mean most most of us live in you know urbanized industrialized environments mm -hmm. i see and i always you always see these stories where it's oh somebody was murdered and they were screaming and nobody came to help i'm like i would like to think i would go help but it's just it's i don't know it, it like makes my feelings hurt just thinking about mm -hmm. it 
Yep. Yeah. I, I, I feel the same exact way. I'm like, if I can't see it or if I hear like down the street, if I hear someone and I can kind of see there's more than one person, all right, I'm probably going to help. If yeah. I see one and I see hear more than one voice, I'm going to stay home. <laughs> I'm, <gonna lie. laughs> I'm gonna stay home. I'll send my drone. Like, it's cool. like here I'll you go. Pictures. I don't know. But you just have the recording of what happened to you. We'll give this to the police. We got you. Best There's a reason you'll find it on YouTube. Right? The situation that we like, yeah. we um, we all understand what could get us in trouble, and it's these stories like La Llorona that we are uh, told growing up in so many different stories, depending on what religion you know, uh, you subscribe to, like, mm -hmm. there are these kind of stories that now as adults, we're like, I don't want to hear that noise for that prolonged time this late at night. Like, no, this, this is scary. And this, yep. this means bad news. So yes. get away from it, you know, and, and it's, that, that's what these stories can do. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, in, it it's crazy. Makes you question the whole, do I think a single piercing scream is wrong because it's wrong or just because i've been conditioned to believe right that that's like <laughs> right off. right mm -hmm. all the scary movies you've had me watch so far and i'm just like <laughs> i don't want to touch anything anymore we bought sage we've watched so much found footage and i'm just like so you got the sage right <laughs> you got all the, you got all the candles you have like, some himalayan salt regular salt iodized salt morton salt you got all the salt okay kosher, kosher salt gotta have kosher, the kosher salt. gotta have the kosher salt the kosher salt <laughs> gotta have the kosher salt yeah, it's going to mexico okay. next week like hey like you're yeah. gonna bring back some like a gallon not even just a liter bottle like you need a limpia you need a limpia <laughs> you gotta have a limpia <laughs> Okay, so to finish off this uh, person's experience as an 11 year old to round it out, he says, I was terrified as I returned to the living room and quickly turned on the television as I left most of the lights on as well. Pumpkin. I didn't go back to sleep until the sun came up. I couldn't believe what I heard and witnessed. I was treated like a crazy person whenever I told my story. It got so bad that I kept my experience to myself. To this day, I don't know. I don't care what people think of my experience. I know what I heard. A couple, a couple of years later, it happened to me again. <gasps> no, but nope. that's a whole other story that I will share later. Did he share it later? Has he it been sure there? did. <gasps> oh boy, sure did. Also, as a law, you wrote a thing. My screen is like messing up for the first time ever. You guys, this is going crazy too. Okay, I I didn't want to call it. I, I didn't want to bring see. it up, but it's just like everything's like not working. This is like, why are we talking about this again? We're yeah. in too deep, Mom. I promise I'm being behaving. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm I'm good. I know, <laughs> I know you're looking down on me. We're being yeah. good. I promise. Uh, yeah, I'm sure. Uh, so this takes place to the same user a couple years later. So now he's a teenager. Uh, and it, it sounds like it's like the early 2000s. Mm -hmm. So he says that one other feature that threw them off was the fate was this woman had no face. Ah. They both just, yeah, they both just turned after seeing that and ran inside their house. My aunt locked their door and called the police. The police showed up minutes later and took their claim seriously. El Paso PD was soon looking at the area where this woman was seen and heard screaming. The police soon returned and said there was no evidence that there was a woman there. They looked at the area where the woman was seen walking and not even footprints were found. One of the police officers even asked if my aunt was dreaming about everything that had happened. The next day is when I went over to visit and I saw my cousin as I had never seen her before. She had black bags under her eyes and she hadn't slept since the incident. I asked her what happened and she said she saw my aunt she saw what my aunt saw the screaming woman with no it. feet and no, no faith what <laughs> it took her a while to sleep normal again she never heard or saw la llorona again but to this day she won't deny what that she witnessed was what she can't explain so this user had his own experience and then his cousin who is a female had a similar experience with his aunt that he had oh. mentioned in the the first story like screaming wailing woman no face no feet so same individual nope ask uh -uh. me if it happens again i'm good wait you said it happens again ask me if it happens again aj does it happen again 
happens again. Sure what? does. Ah, what the fuck? So unlike my cousin, this is now a little bit later. Unlike my cousin, I don't have the luck of avoiding La Llorona. It was in the early 2000s when I worked here in El Paso, Texas at a looper, at a local, at a looper. At this point, you might as well get to know her a little bit. I mean, she's, it seems like she's sticking around. She's going to be around. So let's just try to invoke her whenever we can, you know? I'm moving to Antarctica. I'm going to head out. Uh, (sighs) Okay. We're technically still a part of Mexico here, so we're kind of screwed still. Fuck. All right. Okay. Hold on. I have ice in my mouth. Okay. <laughs> there we go. Blah, 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 blah. All right. Um, she, uh, this person, DJ dog, was working at a supermarket named Big Eight. So Big Eights are very big around here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Big Eight. So one of the sh- shifts that I worked was from 3 a.m. to 12 p.m. Um, this store me, was. Sir, you've seen La Llorona twice. Why are you working at 3? 3- Why are you existing at 3 a.m.? Why are you still in the same area? I would have moved like. Like she said, we would have been in Texas or not Texas, yeah. Alaska. Yeah. <laughs> in the opposite direction of anywhere mm-hmm. this happening. Mm-hmm. Yep. So now this person is working a very risky shift. Um, this store was located in the lower valley of El Paso. Hey. That's where I, I that's where I went to elementary is in the lower valley. In the back of the store is a small ditch. No. One early morning at about four, I'm assuming four a.m. No, um, I have I had the back doors open and I was taking the empty milk crates outside in the back. I was working with two other guys at the time of the incident. One of the guys named R, and I'm doing air quotes, mm-hmm. thought it would be funny to close the back doors and lock me out, lock me outside as a joke. When I heard the doors close shut, I knew he was just messing around. I thought to myself, I will just stay quiet and wait for him to open the doors again. I wasn't going to give in to his joke of trying to scare me. I stood by the door smiling and think to myself, he is not going to scare me. I could hear R laughing on the other side of the doors. I thought to myself, well, the joke is on him because I'm not scared. About one minute later in the far distance, I heard screaming. I heard like a loud, ah, in quotes. And I thought to myself, it's the same screaming that I heard when I was 11 years old. The screaming got louder and closer to me. I felt a chill down my spine. I felt that I was being watched by some unseen force. I felt a sense of hopelessness. It was a feeling unlike any other. I started pounding on the doors. I yelled, let me in. There is somebody out here. I pounded my fist and started kicking the door. What the fuck? Let me in. I could hear R laughing on the other side of the door. I started to kick the door harder. The screaming was now coming from right in back of me. Just then, R opened the door and said, what the fuck is it? Just then, I ran inside and locked the warehouse door. R said, why was that lady screaming? Did she need help? Oh, he heard it. I told him that I don't think that was a lady. I told him what had happened to me when I was younger. R told me, Jay, don't you think maybe you are cursed or she is following you? I stayed quiet when he told me that. I couldn't work my shift normally after that. It took hours to get over what had happened. I admit I was scared and maybe R was right. What if she was following me? There is one more incident that took place right after that. What? So, side note. This story, like, it gave me chills because it was the same individual. I got chills the first story, ma'am. This, yeah, 11 years old. He's grown up with this. And so I have a theory about that. We'll circle back. I'm also thinking, like, you said you're not scared and La Llorona said bet. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Let me let me show you. Uh, okay. So there is one more incident that took place right after. In 2015, I started working as a custodian at Cedar Grove Elementary. Behind the school is the border highway. I know exactly where this is. This is I you could get a pebble and hit the wall. 
Then the Rio Grande, of course, covered by a huge metal fence that separates Mexico from El Paso. I worked the night shift from 2.30 p.m. to 11 p.m. One night I was stuck working with another custodian until midnight. Right when we were about to leave, we do a walkthrough of the school to make sure all the doors are locked on the outside. I worked with another custodian named, quotes, C. C always told me that he has never believed in ghosts. Up until that night, I can say, we walked to our cars, and just as I was about to leave, I saw C had opened the hood of his car. Then he asked me, hey, Jay, can you give me a jump? My car battery is dead. I told him, yes, of course. Just as I stepped out of my car, a loud screaming came from the Rio Grande. All the animals in the nearby neighborhood started howling and crying. Once again, the screaming resembled a woman screaming her guts out in a hallway as it echoed all over. C looked at me and said, oh my God, is that a demon? I told him, no, C, that is La Llorona. He looked right at me and said, no way, she can't be real. Then I said, I have heard her before. Like, bro, what do you think you're hearing? You just asked if it was a demon. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, no, nah, it's not La Llorona. It's fine. Is it a demon? No, no, no it's not La Llorona. It's, no, it's, no, it's a Llorona. mountain lion. It's fine. She's worse than a demon. Okay. Let's let's go there. She's in purgatory. She's in like, purgatory. She's get out of this mess. Then C said, hurry, please. Let's get out of here. I gave him a jump, and just then we saw a Border Patrol Jeep speeding toward the screaming woman. Just then I thought to myself, I can record this and share it with the world. I took my phone out, and just as I hit record, the screaming faded away. C and I looked at each other, and he said, what the fuck? Sorry, Jay, I'm leaving before that evil witch comes back to us. Same, C, Wait, same. Yep. I'm out. I'm out. Peace. Bye. Bye, Felicia. We both left... And the very next day, C was telling everybody at work how he heard the witch crying the night before. That was the last time I encountered her. I don't think it was the last. I don't think it was. Hold on. I don't think it is the last as I feel that she may choose who hears her or sees her. Thank you for listening. So Reddit user DJ underdog 85. That is so, because first his mom didn't hear it, and then his cousin and aunt heard it, and then his friend heard it, and then his other, oh, it's like she's, and she was right behind him. So it's like she she's was right closer. behind him. So here's, very... here's my theory. I feel like this user, this person who experienced her firsthand so many times, he may possess some type of energy or spirit that was her child yeah that's what i was thinking too like they're you know you're having way yeah. too many close encounters with her where normally you'll only hear like it happened once and then that's it what was yeah. it four times three times four times yeah, yeah. you you yeah. resemble you have the same energy i don't know maybe the same name i don't know but yeah this there's some kind of connection mm -hmm. huh? familial or ancestral uh, ancestral or um you know just um geographical just yeah. or you know believing in something so much that yeah that to you it is real like you know whether it's there or and not. you draw it to yourself yeah. i mean you're manifesting the wrong reality right <laughs> i'm just yeah. gonna throw that out there uh -huh. i mean and the, she's the... helping you la llorona <laughs> is there to aid in this you know mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. in the the story that i know the husband he just kept kind of existing and he had his mistress and then his mm -hmm. wife so maybe it's I mean, there's so many different offshoots, but with that, that's true. That's yeah. very true. His descendants. Uh huh. It could be. It could be. She's uh, she's that. Uh huh. I had to even like. That's a new point of view. That is a very yeah. um, interesting he needs a, perspective. He needs a twenty-three in me his life and figure out. Uh huh. La Llorona and my dad. You have next. Where uh. is my paternal lineage going? Where Where does that take yeah. me? It's. I've. It's fascinating. Yeah. I've been obsessed with this case since we started talking about it. And um, there is another thing I'm going to share in our show notes. Oh, I disappeared from the camera. There I am. Okay. I'm not like, I don't Yeah. No. Um, however, I am thinking about 
taking on my mother's legacy this year at school and Ooh. causing children to be in yeah. therapy okay. and like, what's going on here <laughs> there is an elementary school down the street no no at the high school level it'll still work those i mean come oh on. but to <laughs> you see can, it you can scare yes. you can scare the bejesus out of a freshman i love how on. you're like i can't believe my mom would do this kind of want to replicate it yeah i don't want to do it too i think i do it's I good think that's gonna be a little bit less you intense take you know i want proof yeah <laughs> Oh, I want, okay. Like, challenge challenge accepted. Proof. I want video proof. I want to see their reactions. I want a video. Challenge accepted. I will. <laughs> this will happen. Um, but I want to shout out uh, this iTunes. I, I, I am assuming she's an, uh, just a musical artist. Her name is Angela Aguilar. And she has a song, La Llorona. Um, and so if you'll allow me, I, I'm, I want to play a little bit of her song without you know, copyright infringement. Um, but I'm just going to play a little bit of it. And I hope our listeners download her song. I think it sets the uh, the mood and the emotion very well of La Llorona. It does. So, yeah. And I would like to end our episode with this kind of just like her interpreting the story of La Llorona. And in Spanish, it's with the guitar in the background. It's It's so beautiful. It's just a... Okay, let me find where I want to start it. It's, I can't wait for y'all to hear it. Okay, right here. No sé qué tiene las flores. Lloro 